o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Sipple, Jake Swordson, an early break fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Nebraska is heading to Madison to play Wisconsin tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. and ABC on TV. We'll be, we will both be there, Sip. You will be in the press box. I will be in the stands. And on that note, we are joined now by Jeff Patrikas of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Jeff, good morning. I've been looking at tickets for this game, and they keep getting lower and lower and lower. This is a Wisconsin team that's fighting. It's on a a big win streak. They're fighting for the division title. Am I missing something? Is is the interest and the demand for this game low in Wisconsin? If so, why, Jeff? Yeah, they have had less than capacity crowds this year. Hmm. They had a really good renewal rate um, after, obviously, not having people in the stands, but I've noticed that at the football games and a couple early basketball games that whether it's COVID or people just aren't getting out, um, the place has not been full. Huh. Do you, do you expect it to be full tomorrow? No, I would be surprised. It's just Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeff, what do we got? What are we looking at here? What, how is, let's start with, um, health for Wisconsin. How is that team in terms of overall health? Is there any injuries of note? Uh, well, they're, they're obviously really thin at the tailback spot with, you know, with losing Ches Malusi uh, to a season-ending knee injury at uh, Rutgers because, you know, right now Braylon Allen's the guy, but if he goes down, they have no one really who's, who's got any significant experience. And you know, got to remember, he's a freshman. Uh, that's the position that's probably taken the biggest hit this year with injuries because their top three guys in camp were Malusi, Jalen Berger from out east, okay. and um, Isaac Garendo from down in Indiana. Um, Malusi's out. Garendo's out since the Illinois game with a season-ending injury, and Berger was kicked off the team hmm. after the Illinois game. So their top three guys are no longer available. So that's that's the position that's taking the biggest hit. Okay, Jeff Patrikas joins us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Jeff, I watched the Northwestern game last week, and let's just stay on this topic. Braylon Allen, of course, looked great. He's had he's had six straight 100-yard rushing games. He got well over 100 last week, but two or three times he came up limping. Is he okay? I mean, how, how banged up no. is he? How, many, how concerned is the staff about that situation? Um, they're they're not concerned that he can't play. They're concerned that if something happens to him, you're looking there. If something happens to him, say he tweaks an ankle on the first series of the game against Nebraska and can't play, you're looking at um, a local kid by the name of Brady Shipper who walked on, and you're looking at another kid, Julius Davis, who be entering this season um, had one carry in one game. Um, now he was a really he was a a sought-after recruit uh, coming out of the state. Um, Wisconsin offered him, USC, uh, LSU, 
and Notre Dame. Um, but he was banged up coming out of high school with a sports hernia. It took him a while to come back here. And he was the number six tailback in camp. He started out on the, the scout team. So that's where they are right now. And then behind that, you got two true freshmen, um, one a walk-on and one a scholarship guy. So, yeah, Alan, he won't say exactly what it is. We thought it was an ankle injury because he was getting his ankles retaped at Rutgers. But I think it was more he tweaked the knee in practice because he – kind of mentioned something after the Rutgers game about, well, I didn't need to brace it up today. So that, that's, I suspect it was some sort of he tweaked his knee. Jeff, for those who have not watched Wisconsin yet, we know the names of the past, like Melvin Gordon and Monte Ball, James White, Jonathan Taylor. You know, I know Braylon Allen's young. He's only 17. He's looking really good so far. Is he a guy that's on the same track as those guys? Is it too early to tell? What do you see as far as um, what you've seen so far in terms of what the future looks like for him? Oh, he's, he's a stud. I mean, he... What happened with him was he, in during the recruiting process, he committed early, but he was a safety. And then he got up to about 240 pounds, and the decision was, well, we're going to start him out at, start him out at inside linebacker. Okay. And his last year in high school, his high school team did not play in the fall because of COVID up here. Some schools opted to play in the spring. So they played in the spring season. It was a seven-game season, if I remember, but they decided to play him at tailback, too. And he just averaged about 14 yards a carry at tailback. He was <laughs> oh, running over people. Man. And what happened was they didn't have Malusi at tailback. He hadn't committed yet. He hadn't decided to transfer from Clemson. So in May, it was decided, well, we're going to try this kid at tailback because their, their tailback room, they didn't know what they had. They had a lot of guys missed spring because of injuries. And he came in. It took them a little while because they'd never played tailback before full time. Um, but... Uh, as, as he got more comfortable, it was obvious. I mean, he's 240 pounds, but he's got the feet of a you know 180, 190-pound back. He's got great balance. He's just – I have no idea how good he's going to be, and he's already damn good. Jeff Patrikas joins us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. A lot of people wonder about Graham Mertz, the uh, 6'3", 227-pound. Are we calling him a junior or a sophomore? Is he, is he a, it's hard to understand – those things. What do you call him? You call him a junior or a sophomore? You know what? It's interesting because different teams handle it differently. Yeah. Wisconsin has has listed their guys as if the 2020 season counts. Okay. Because hmm. what they'll do is they'll once the kids decide down the road whether they're going to take an extra year or not. Then so I, I haven't even listed him that way because I don't even know what he is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard I, to I know. Yeah, it's hard to know the classes of, of some of these kids. Anyway, Graham Mertz is. Everybody knows who he is, and, and he's looked good the last two outings, I think. I mean, I watched him against Northwestern. He worked the middle of the field really well, 18 for 23 for 216, played well against Rutgers. What, has he found some rhythm? Yeah, he's much better than he was early in the year, and to me, there were a couple things. Um, he, he had some fundamental flaws, just stuff that, you know, botched handoffs. Um, yeah. You know, colliding, colliding, or not having the ball, not being on the right track to hand off the ball to a tailback. Because if, if he does fundamental things well against Penn State, they win that game. Mm-hmm. They they do not lose that game to Penn State. And I thought, now the offensive line was banged up early in the year. Okay. So the pass protection wasn't as good. He got happy feet. And I thought, he, in my opinion, he lost confidence. Even though he told us week after week, mm-hmm. my confidence doesn't waver, it doesn't waver, it doesn't waver. This is a kid that was, you know, put up huge numbers in high school, 
struggled last year with COVID and, you know, with losing his top two receivers. And he was not having success here. And in my opinion, it affected him. And he was pressing. And it took them, they scaled everything back, took some stuff off his plate, scaled the offense back, and they have gradually opened things up. More pre-snap motion, uh, more throwing the ball, more play-action passing. And they're, they're getting to the offense they thought they'd have at the beginning of the year. Okay. And he's becoming more comfortable. Um, he had a throw against Northwestern. Uh, it was down in the red zone. They had a blitz. Two guys came free. Okay. And he threw it backing up off his back foot, a perfect throw before the tight end came out of his break, and it went for a touchdown. He, no way he makes that play early in the season. Regarding the defense, was uh, Jeff, Wisconsin, again, is, is an elite defense, one of the best in the country, allowing just 211 yards per game total. I mean, that's an incredible number. I mean, is it all about – why is, is it 11 guys that are all studs there? Is, there? is there any weaknesses there? Why is it so good, again, at Wisconsin and, and one of the tops in the entire country? Now, early in the year, they had some breakdowns in the – Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Back end, especially against Penn State, they had a couple busts. That led to big pass plays. One was a touchdown. One set up another score. They've cut that down. They have not played. You know, Rutgers and Northwestern's offenses are, are not that good, and Iowa's offense was limited. Although they did a great job both against the run and the pass against Iowa. Their best defensive performance recently okay. was at Purdue, where they really shut that 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 unit down. And that's a Purdue offense that then turned around and just lit up Michigan State's defense. Mm-hmm. So. Nebraska's going to test them more than they've been tested probably since the Michigan game just because Martinez can throw it and he can run it. But I will say this. Jim Leonard's been D coordinator since 17. His best defense to date was the 17 defense where they were 13-1. and one. This defense is better. They're deeper in the defensive line. Mm-hmm. All four linebackers are playing at a high level, and they have a really good secondary. So, there are no weaknesses. Can you beat hmm. them with a big throw now and then? Yes. But you got to have the pass pro, and teams are struggling to run the ball against them, so they make you one-dimensional. Jeff Patrikas joins us. I don't know where to start. I, I mean, that defense is so impressive, um, Jeff. The, the guy I'd like you to expand on a little bit, though, is Leo Chanel. I, I don't know if people understand what we're talking about here. He's, I think he's 6'2 and a half, but he weighs 260 pounds at linebacker. Moves really well. Is he the is he the best player on that unit? You know, he's got probably the most eye-popping numbers because he missed two games with COVID, the first two games of the season. And he they can use him in a variety of ways. Against, against Army, you know, the triple option attack, they basically had him lined up as a defensive lineman in the A-gap. Okay. Sometimes on the right shoulder, sometimes on the left. And there was one play, he timed the snap, leaped over the center and almost took the ball away from the quarterback who was moving away from center. He's, wow. he's fantastic, but he, as good as he is, his running mate, Jack Sanborn is having a hell of a year. Okay. And outside linebacker, Nick Herbig is have, having a hell of a year. Noah Burke, the other outside linebacker is having his best year. So they've got all four backers 
who are really playing at a high level. And, and that, you know, obviously makes it tough for an off, the opposing offense because they're like, okay, well, who do we attack in that crew? And it's, it's really tough, tough to attack any of them. Uh, Adrian Martinez has given Wisconsin some problems. He's not beaten them yet in his time in Nebraska, but he has put up some big yards against Wisconsin in, the, in his past couple meetings there. I mean, is what is the fear right now? What 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 are Wisconsin coaches talking about in terms of Nebraska and the offense and what Martinez will bring tomorrow in Madison? Well, they know they've got to keep him condensed in the pocket if they can. Don't let him get out, whether it's on a you know planned roll or if. If the play breaks down and they've got to keep, they've got to maintain their rush lane. Don't get undisciplined where you give him a wide gap. And that was a problem, not so much in 18, but I think in 19 down in Nebraska. Although I think that the one difference I see between the Nebraska offense and 19 and this one is mm-hmm. you don't have an eye back who's just going to really hurt you. Um, it's got to be all Martinez for the most part. All and Martinez, that's so, right. They, they they do respect him, and I think you know they know that receiver is it Toure? Is that how he pronounces his That's name? That's right. Yep. Smart. Yeah, Toure. they know he can hurt you, and the tight end can hurt you. So they've just got to try to keep him in the pocket, slow the running game, and then if if you get him in obvious passing situations, just squeeze him and make him throw from the pocket, not on the not on the edges. Uh, Jeff Patrikas joins us, the Milwaukee Journal Journal Sentinel beat writer extraordinary. He's absolutely one of the best. You follow him on Twitter. Um, he's incredible. He's an incredible follow. Now, here's the deal. What if I told you, Jeff, that I think Nebraska's defense can hold that running back under 100? Oh, I don't think. Now, go ahead. If you look at the numbers traditionally, with since since Nebraska's joined the Big Ten, obviously they've had trouble with Wisconsin's run game. I don't think they'll hold them under 100. I don't think Wisconsin's going to run the ball at will. I don't, but I'm really curious to see how much personnel Nebraska has to devote to the line of scrimmage or chooses to devote to the line of scrimmage because I think Mertz is playing well enough now that if if teams just say, you know what, we're stacking the line of scrimmage, we're going to single your receivers and we're going to make you beat us, he's playing well enough now and they've got weapons on the perimeter um, to, to make teams pay for that. They've got a couple senior wide receivers who are solid, a solid senior tight end, but their sophomore wide receiver, number 13, Chimray DK, is really starting to come on. He was solid as a freshman. He's a guy, if, if you have a third corner covering him or not your best corner, he can he can make big plays. Jeff, are you expecting tomorrow a comfortable Wisconsin win, a low-scoring game? What, what do you, what's your feel for how this game goes tomorrow in Madison? Uh, I think the score I picked was 27-17. I don't I certainly don't see a blowout simply because, you know, you guys mentioned Nebraska's defense. I've seen them a couple times. They are they're much more physical from what I can remember. Although, uh, man, the loss of that outside linebacker, that that guy. I remember him when he was a freshman. I really liked him, and that that's going to be a key loss for them. Um, but I don't ex- and I don't expect Nebraska. They'll probably move the ball, but I don't know if they can execute in the red zone. Right and Wisconsin's yep. really good, oh, so yeah, I good. just would expect a four-quarter game with Wisconsin winning by seven to ten. I think Braille now will get ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it right below. 100. How about ninety-eight? How about ninety-eight? Well, 
If he if he's got ninety eight in the first quarter, I might come down to the down by urine in the press box and give you grief. Yeah, oh boy, do yeah. the yeah, jump yeah, around. Yeah, you, do yeah, the jump, jump around. around. We can't do that in the press box, right? We don't do that jump around thing in the press box, right? No, you just move whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, it just shakes <laughs> you. Usually pretty intense. Uh, last thing, Jeff, we're getting a lot of texts about this from listeners that care about basketball. But Chucky Hepburn is a, a, a oh, yeah. guy from Bellevue yeah, that yeah. is is going to start for Wisconsin in terms of as a fr- he is starting as a freshman. What is the conversation right now in Madison about him, and what is Greg Gard saying re- regarding him? Well, he was. They knew he was going to start months ago. I mean, they loved him when they recruited him. They loved him when he got him in for summer workouts. Yeah, that's a team. They go to Vegas next uh, week for the Maui tournament. Okay, and which was moved from from Maui, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, they they like him. He's he's not going to be shooting it real well, and I think he's got to be more assertive. He's fantastic defensively right now, absolutely fantastic. Interesting. Um, but but they they love him. He's going to be running the show, and he's going to be a pain in the butt for mm. other Big Ten teams for four years. Yeah. That's about what we thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, too. wonderful. Congrat- congrats <laughs> on having him. He's not in Nebraska where we'd like him to and be. And by the way, Jeff, they don't have a point guard here. So they it's, don't. There's it's a little no bit of a guard. rough conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, not my fault. Got no response. No. no, no, we're not blaming you. We're not assessing blame. Jeff, today. always good stuff. Thank you for the time. We will chat with you again down the road. All right, guys, take care. Take care. Jeff Patrikas, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. 27 to 17 is his prediction. I think that's, I think the number on Wisconsin's a little high. Mm, I could see it. Yeah. I could see that score. You know, I could see it, but I think it's a little high. We'll see. Well, we'll give your prediction here soon. Okay, Not Jake. Yet. You're and really I'll give building one. up to this. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's nothing, nothing special at all. <laughs> nothing special at all. Any, anything else? That Hepburn store is interesting now he has been a little tentative for sure on offense which well, he's expect. a freshman yeah and i'd say if you've if you've followed gonzaga at all you'd say hunter salas is the same way he's not starting he's gotten limited minutes and what i from what i've heard um from my father who follows hunter salas closely he is a little tentative too but chuck he's, yeah, he's a freshman chuck yeah i know chucky's starting Chucky Starton. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice to have a point guard? I would tell here? you that Kevin Durant wasn't tentative as a freshman at Texas, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see his first couple games, all right? <laughs> Let's see his first tentative. three games if if he was tentative at all. It's public information. I, I, can, I can research it. Yeah, yeah. Was he terrible Not all efficiency? freshmen are tentative. I mean, that's not. Come on. I don't think Allen Iverson was tentative as a freshman. The okay. word of the day is Tentative. Tentative. When we come back, we'll talk to Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports next on Early Break in the Ticket.